Hello and welcome to Tools in the Shed, a podcast powered by Cars Guide. We are ready to rip into the car stuff that's caught our eye this week. I'm James. No, I'm not James Cleary at all. He's Richard. I'm I'm Richard, our, our usual host. James Cleary isn't here. Yes. Um, Where I, is he? I, I can't tell you too much. It's a it's a special forces thing here. Oh, black ops. Yeah, he gets flown into places, regime changes, training rebels, and then comes back to work. Well, um, just the usual JC thing. Yeah. That's it. You know that's why he shaves his head. Yeah. Well, that's it. So he can put on. He's different very sleek. Different he's very aerodynamic. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's, he's actually he's like a bullet. Oh. <laughs> He's <laughs> putting human form. Very fast. He's fast, yes. Anyway, look, he'll be back next week if all goes to plan there. Mm. Now, talking of special forces with me is Marcus Kraft. Hello. And Matthew Campbell. G'day. And this week we are looking into reports that Ford is going to be bringing out a Ford Focus Ute-based car. Can you believe it? What <laughs> the heck? Uh, we're going to be looking into that story, uh, a very reportable news source too on that one. Uh, we're going to be talking about cars that have occupied our Cars Guide garage this mm, week. We've had a couple of, uh, you know, vegans in the yes, shed. Absolutely. Yes. And we're going to catch up with the man who wants to get to Mars more than anything else in the world in this week's Musk Watch. Musk Watch. But first... A bit of feedback. Mm. Uh, and how this works is we go through the comments that we've received uh, on our YouTube version of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, we're getting more and more each week. So if you want to be heard, we'll read out your comment. Uh, mm-hmm. Keep it clean or slightly clean. Try to. <laughs> um, yeah, try to. The very first one comes from NIA Toolkit. Um, he just begins with the timestamp, 2834. Uh, that's the, the point in the video uh, last week. Okay. Uh, now, if, if I recall, we, we spoke about uh, Ford saying that their next Ranger Raptor is going to be even better. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, he's referring to the comments that we made, however, on uh, Everest. And I was talking about how it's got a 10-speed auto, and I felt that yep. it was running away from me down hills with a, with a, with a car that I was towing on the back. Um, he's just said, Everest needs tow haul mode. Yeah. Um, now... We looked into this. I mean, it, it, the Australian version doesn't have it. Doesn't appear to have it. No. No, I've never, never been aware of it. It is have a pretty used? common uh, button to press Absolutely, in the American yeah. style vehicles. Yeah, in the, um, in, the in, in the F trucks and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. they've got a uh, on their. I think it's their washer stalk uh, yeah. uh, near the steering wheel. They've got a, a tow haul mode button that they can press on the end of that. In the F one fifty. And I think the Ram's got a, a button down the bottom yeah. in the center yeah. console. There's, there's an equivalent of it um, yeah. Yeah, in a mm. couple of those big sort of US trucks. And it um, just adjusts everything to make it more comfortable to tow with, right? Yeah, like yeah, the braking yeah. response, Engine the response, transmission, throttle control, everything. all that sort of thing. It's, Steering yeah. as well, I yeah, think. Absolutely. And yeah, ESC yeah. too. So, yeah. Yep. So, the NIA toolkit, you are absolutely right. Maybe in the next generation, Everest. Oh, well, that's actually. It's probably on the cards, I reckon. That is to do with our next comment here mm. from Damien. He says, any clues on the release date of the new Ranger and new Raptor? End of 2021, he asks. Matt. Yeah, I would think uh, end of 2021 might be about the right time. We know that it's in development right now. So that one's the co-development between Ford and Volkswagen, the next generation Amarok and Ranger. And therefore, we assume a next generation Everest and maybe a rugged off-roader um, for Volkswagen as well. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, yeah, I would think late 21 is probably likely. There's yeah. a lot of stuff happening with Ford at the moment with the Broncos, the baby Bronco yeah. and the big Bronco. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah. Um, so it's probably a little while away. I like to mm. think they're always a little bit further ahead than what they give us an indication of. Like, you know, they say, oh, it's early development. Yeah. I, I think they're always a little bit further ahead. Um, but I think 
with, uh, you know, sort of indirect coronavirus impacts, everything mm. will be pushed back a little yeah. bit. Absolutely. Yep, definitely. I mean, having spoken to a few people who work behind the scenes at Ford, um, they're, you know, they're sworn to secrecy, but all they can say with big grins on their faces is, <laughs> oh my God, I've seen some things. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, please tell us. Please tell us. We can't wait. No, we can't wait. <laughs> Stephen Hillard is the next with a comment and he says, hi, tools. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Stephen. Hello. Um, I'm looking forward on your testing of the uh, new MGHS as it has a seven-year warranty and is 33990 drive away. Uh, it's, the boot sa- it's the boot space I need uh, for a wheelchair. Now, uh, Tom. Tom White, our our, our journalist, uh, reviewed that car this week. Yeah, yeah, he mm. uh, last week I think it was, but yeah, oh, yeah, he did the he went to the uh, the local launch of that car, came away roundly pretty impressed with it. So mm. um, it's one of those ones we've, we're seeing the rise and rise of MG as a brand, and uh, not surprisingly, their vehicles are improving as they go. So not a bad option by the sounds of things, Stephen. So mm. check it out. Absolutely, they look good too. I reckon. Yeah. Uh, next question or next comment is from David Burt. He says. What's with the random-looking garden hose clamps on that prominent-looking <laughs> pipework on the bi-turbo Everest Ranger donk? Yeah, Surely there's a tidier and more convincing solution. There probably is, Yeah, but it gets the job done. It does. That's right. I mean, if it was a Ferrari, it would look better, but Ford being pretty, you know, does what it says on the tin. Well, yeah. Doesn't it's a profit-focused company and mm-hmm. uh, business costs cost money. Yeah. So yep. We've yeah. been in the engine bay of a couple of... Uh, Everest uh, recently and you know it's not like it, it jumps out and screams at you oh that's untidy mm. I mean I think uh, old uh, is it David David Burt uh, David Burt yep I, I think he's being a little bit harsh but mm. uh, but fair call he'd be the type of guy that'd walk around looking at the pipes under the sink and going look at that oh yeah oh, that's, that's no a mess untidy yeah. is that mess yeah, yeah. <laughs> that plumber's got some nerve <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair uh, enough uh, sticking to, uh, oh, actually, sticking to more Ford products, we've got Neza. Neza says, forget the 150 Raptor or the Hummer boys. A real dinosaur is coming back, and its feared and and its feared name is the DeLorean. <laughs> oh God, you've heard some oh, rumours about there's that. There's some rumour about DeLorean rebooting. Um, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't. I can hear pre- our producer laughing yeah. over there in the corner. Um, and it's, it'll I probably. I mean, he's it'll, having a good old chuckle. No yes. doubt, launch yeah. as an electric car, yeah. and it'll be futuristic and fantastic, but yeah. not affordable or mm. realistic. So, yeah. anyway, good on you, Delorean. Good on them, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing what nostalgia can do, though. Welcome to the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, nostalgia is a powerful the thing. Um, absolutely. When in the wrong hands. <laughs> <laughs> John Schroeder is next, and he says, yes. Oh. Lots of S's. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, hey, John. Yes. yes. F-150, bring it on. Uh, no messing about. Loves the truck. Just do it. Uh, yeah. That looks likely enough. to happen. Uh, yeah. Word on the ground, word on the streets yeah. outside uh, is that... Uh, it'll happen. It's happening. Yeah, it'll happen. Yeah. What this country needs are uh, more uh, big old F-trucks around. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Then we have Hammer Rocks. Oh, Good old Hammer. Hammer. Oh, Hammer. Oh, yeah. Bashing the keyboard. Come on, you, mate. Um, look, this is in reference to a uh, comment we made about the, uh, the the military aircraft, the F thirty five Lightning II. Oh, me thinking that it was forty million dollars. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. So he says, forget forty five million dollars each. Try a hundred and twenty million dollars each. 
Um, Whoops. He also uh, adds, if we switch to drones only, all our enemies need to defeat us is a hacker using a Mac and a virus <laughs> that can be uploaded to a satellite that transmits the commands from HQ to the drone units. I reckon Hammer Rocks is... He's special ops as well. Maybe he's military. I reckon Remember he is. Remember how we've always assumed that he was in the, the automotive industry? I mm. think, dead set, I think he's maybe in the, he's the transitioned. military. Yeah. Maybe mm. he was. Maybe he works for Hummer. Maybe. He would. Maybe. Well, he says maybe he, he's also special ops. Well, special well, ops. this might give it away. He says, the aliens from Independence Day would know what I'm talking about. <laughs> he says, as for my <laughs> Bathurst Rally Cross 1000 race comment, I was referring to use Utes. Utes. Oh, okay. Just like the ones that we use for support races for supercars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 TGV. Now, TGV's comment is, it's, it's, it's like a oh, thesis. Uh, is that it's, the fast train in France? It is, yeah. I've caught it. Yeah. Bonjour. Yes. Yeah. Bonjour. Hello, bonjour. It's really fast. Bonjour. Um, oui, oui. Okay, I'm not going to read out the entire comment, but thank you so much, TGV. He's it's, talking about XLT, Wild Track, and, and the Ranger Raptor, but basically what he's saying is that the next-gen Ranger should feature independent rear suspension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um what are your thoughts, Matt? You think it's going there eventually? Or? My, yeah, my thoughts are we're probably going to see multi-link rear suspension mm. on the majority of the next generation utes as well as four-wheel disc brakes to bring them into the 2020s mm. uh, or the 2000s or the 1980s in some cases. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's time uh, for the ute world to probably move past the whole it's got to have a ton of payload because a lot of the ones a lot of them now don't. don't. Anyway. No, so they don't, yeah. the hardcore ones with the leaf springs will probably still exist, I reckon, yeah. like uh, Sangyong does with its range. There'll be a choice of a coil spring or a leaf spring. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think you go comfort or, or, or work suitability. Yeah. So. yeah, and I think it makes perfect sense yeah. uh, for the, the big-name manufacturers to follow that, although it does add a little bit of complexity to the lineup and to manufacturing. It's not too much. It's mm. manageable. The the leaf spring setup is still going to be more affordable, and yeah. it's tried and tested. I mean, we've been doing it since horse and cart, so it's a mm. it's a well, goer. It's nature, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. So. TGV, good call though, mate. Yep. Very good, good call. call. Thank you, TGV. Dylan Green, Ford Australia should import F trucks in left hand drive and convert them to right hand drive in Australia, like GM are doing with the Chevy Camaro. Yeah. Well, they're not the, doing it with the Camaro anymore because they no. just axed it. Mm. Um, they're gonna, they're still doing it with um, the the uh, fifteen hundred, yeah, um, yeah, and the oh the Ram fifteen hundred particularly, yeah. and that's not through Ram's local operations. It's mm. there's a convoluted process that happens, but before mm. you get one, and you can get an F one fifty if you really want one. You can get it brought over yep. and transferred over to right hand drive. But, there's always yep. been a pretty active grey market anyway yep. there, so grey yeah. imports on on the F trucks. So yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. I look, I think you won't have to wait long because they're going to be yeah. building these F-trucks in right-hand drive in Michigan. Mm-hmm. and um, At some point. Here. At some point. Potentially. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Hopefully. Okay. Cool. Perhaps. Yeah. Now, another uh, loyalist, Wax333. He says, I think Subaru, that's because he's a New Zealander. Oh, um, Subaru. Subaru should purchase <laughs> some transmissions from Toyota and implement them into their vehicles. Uh, it would be a choice as, would be choice as bros. Um, <laughs> we'd all have a shrimp on the barbie, oh. and then we'd be contemplating buying the Lavorg or the Skoda Octavia RS estate. Very ro- worried about the CVT in the Lavorg and worried about the German reliability. Now, De Cook 
right? Or de Cool K, as de I call call K, it. yes. Um, says he's replied to Wax Triple Three. So our commenters are now just talking amongst that's great. themselves. Yeah, but that's good, Fantastic. though. Yeah. 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 yeah, some considered exchanges there. So, so de Cook says, I have not driven Toyota nor Subaru CVT or those cars with a CVT, uh, but since they have some capital bonds, they could also share hybrid powertrains. Subaru to use Toyotas <coughs> instead of developing their own mild hybrid system. Their only joint venture was the, the GT86. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yep. Thank you. For, uh, for now. Cook. For yeah. now. That's right. Uh, Reco. Greetings, gents. Oh, I was very wondering. Formal. Yeah, very formal. Very mm-hmm. formal. I was wondering if you could elaborate on your preference for FEVs. So that's plug-in um, electric hybrids mm-hmm. um, over regular hybrids. I understand it. Hybrids were designed to maximise every drop of fuel burnt. Mm-hmm. Um, what do we reckon, guys? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm. I reckon a plug-in is much better than a you know a hybrid, which just generates its energy through braking. Yep, mm-hmm. and I'm the same. I I do think that there is still a uh, bit of a problem with the plug-in hybrid uh, in people's minds. It's that fact that it, what if you like me live in the inner city and you don't necessarily park in the same spot every day. Uh, mm. You might not have access to a plug in that spot. Mm. You need more street-based infrastructure to make electric and plug-in hybrid vehicles more usable. But having said that, in previous places where I've lived, I've lived with a plug-in hybrid uh, for months at a time, and it's worked really well because you get that 50Ks, 60Ks of EV range, and then you're just using a bit of fuel to get the rest of it, whatever you need to do. Mm. Most people are doing less than that anyway. I mean, I could run electric pretty easily for a week, just one charge. So, yeah, yeah. and I think that they are... um, Plug-in hybrids, I think maybe the point is, when they get to a point where plug-in hybrid isn't what it's called, it's it's still a it's a rechargeable hybrid, mm. but you park over the top of an inductive charger or something mm. like that. That'll be the point when people go, yeah, that'll work. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And all yeah. the roads need to be inductive, so that, that'll yeah. be fun road work in Sydney for That will be. Uh, well, it won't be any years, different, yeah. really. We're, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. used to it. Yeah. But yeah, those, those, those pads, similar to, you know, the... You know, wireless charging units that they have in cars or just on your desk that you plug into your computer, mm. they would be the solution. That'd I be think. awesome. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you get home and it's been it's been raining or you've got mm. the kids in the car oh. or you've got the shopping, yeah. the last thing you want to think about is having to plug in the car Absolutely, as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Although sense. we have been, I think we've been trained well with our phones. You yeah. Know? Um, we've got that. You do that it. every we've night. Got our heads around it, plug yeah. it in before we go to bed. In the morning, it's charged. I don't think it'll be too different with a car. I've got, I've got an app on my phone that listens to me sleep. Oh, really? I don't know That's about that. That's a little that. bit creepy. Um, it is creepy. creepy. They're tracking your data, everything. They know yeah. everything about you. Yeah. What I want to know is, can I ask this? I know we're doing the podcast. But, I know I'm on dreams. Um, I, I wanted to get that app too. Yeah. Right, and yeah. it works on your. Um, Richard's just looking at me with his hands in the air, doing that emoji. Like, yeah. that, what are you talking about? This isn't cars. <laughs> so with that, with that app, it listens to you breathe. Yeah. But what if you sleep with somebody? Does, how does it distinguish your breath well, from it's, theirs? It's the position of the phone. So you have to have your pl- your phone plugged in. You have in to so sleep with it under your chin. No, it's got to like, be taped to your face. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be at about face height. Next to your side of the bed. Sorry, I just bumped your. That's mic. fine. That's um, fine. But yeah, the the yeah. It, it works. Mm. It records. What's the, but what's the goal though? Just to, it just to tells track you how well you sleep. Yeah, it tells yeah. you the quality of your sleep, okay, and it yeah. sort of gives you an idea of how how your perfect sleep pattern is. Okay. For All me, right. yeah. eight hours is great. Yeah. Six hours, 
Not, not so too much. Great. Yeah. 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 So anyway, we've gone off topic. Well, there, there you go. Look, talking of going off topic, Back we're on to a new topic now. That's that is uh, that is the feedback from from last week. Thank you very much. Thank if you. you want your Thanks feedback everyone. to be read out, leave Good a comment uh, in the YouTube <clears throat> uh, comments below. If you're watching on YouTube now, um, now our big big story of the week. Mm. Uh, we wrote a story on this. Uh, for everybody to read at carsguide.com.au. Um, now, the story is is that Ford are going to be releasing a Ford-focus-based ute. Now, mm-hmm. this will be a baby Ranger. Uh, it kind of makes sense because the baby Bronco is also going to be built on that same platform. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you guys think? The reports out of the US are suggesting that American dealers have been shown the ute. So they've actually taken the, you know, either, either physically taken it there or they've t- shown videos or mm-hmm. images. Um, and, and the word is, uh, and this is, this is based on a story in Automotive News, which is an excellent, excellent, excellent yep. uh, um, publication. Um, apparently the dealers love it. Um, right. And this, these are American dealers. Um, now, it's going to be an entry-level pickup. Um, and it won't just be smaller than the Ranger. It'll be significantly cheaper too. Yep. So in the US, I think the Ranger starts at around about $20,000. Um, well, so international reports for this yep. suggest it starts at 20000 yep. which is about five grand cheaper than, than, the, than the base model Ranger in, in the US. So it'll be quite cheap to get into. Yep. Um, in terms of Australian dollars, you can probably see that starting at around $30,000. Um, but um, how's that going to measure up um, for, for Australian standards? Is it going to be big enough for us? What do you guys reckon? Good question, Crafty. I'll let you go first. Um, I, I like these sort of novelty things, and it harks back to the Brumbies and all those sort of oh, things. Oh, the Brumbies. Jumbuck. <laughs> to, to, to quote our editor. <laughs> <laughs> if you've I, never experienced a malgrunt, <laughs> oh, then you got to get it in we your life. It is I'm, the most primal sound you could imagine. I'm pretty sure. Everyone oh. in the Southern Hemisphere has experienced a malgrunt. It actually registers on the, the register yeah. scale. Yeah. It's yeah. just low. Like it's below one, but still. I, I like the idea of them, and I think there's a place for them. Mm. Uh, not so appealing for me. Um, sort of limited adaptability to, to real life um, if there's more than sort of two of you, I guess. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, but but I can certainly see the appeal, um, and and I reckon that yeah they do pretty well here. Every, everyone loves a Ute, and oh. if it's a mini Ute, yep, yeah, you know, good luck to you. I think uh, yeah everyone will get into it. Maybe Campbell, we've seen these sorts of vehicles uh, excel in specific markets around the world. Mm-hmm. Latin America, for example, oh, yes. uh, Brazil just yep. loves a compact single cab. Mm. Ute with a pickup body, uh, not so much cab chassis, but mm. yeah. um, and a lot of them are unibody distru- uh, construction, which yeah, is what the, the, they're talking yeah. about. This one being yeah. so, it's a not a ladder on frame. It's no. so it's, it's, it's it's a more a livable yeah. sort of Ute, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, lifestyle Ute, lifestyle mm. Ute. And yeah. I mean, we've heard about Hyundai working on its Tucson-based Santa, uh, Santa Cruz, Cruz. Mm. Yeah. and that car is going to be. Like the reason they're building it is because people want it. So, mm-hmm. this whole idea of a more compact, mm-hmm. lifestyle-based utility vehicle that you know you might not be able to put a ton in, or you might not be able to tow two and a half or three tons even. Yeah. Um, the the idea is very smart, I mm-hmm. think, because Absolutely. it hits the market where it needs to be hit. Because we know you might have clicked 
on the thumbnail with the picture of a Ford Focused based Ute, yes. which was using a Ford Focus wagon. Yeah, and yeah. I mean it's yeah. magic, but it's it's probably yeah. not what it's going to look no, like. No, it's probably no, look, did it. That guy over there. Yeah, yeah. For, um, for illustrative purposes. Oh. Yeah. yeah, it's so probably talented. It's probably going to look like a baby Bronco, yeah. but with a tub on the back, yeah. and that's going to yeah. be so cool. Yeah, so cool. Well, that's yeah, it yeah. because it, what well, in that. You know, image that we've we've doctored. Um, we've just taken a you know a, a, a focus wagon yeah. and we put a Ute on the back of you yeah, trade yeah. on the back of it. Yeah, yeah. But it, but what we're saying is that it uses that chassis that uh, you know that monocoque. So and that's the same monocoque which will be going under the baby Bronco as well. Yep. you can use it for a lot of things. Um, so yeah, it will look like a little tough little you know Ranger Raptor or something like that. Yeah, it'll be yeah. nice and comfortable to drive and, and to live with. Very comfortable because mm. it'll have a car chassis, um, yeah, yeah. and I yeah, think it'd be look, nice around town. And yeah, yeah. I look, I, I think Ford at the moment. Um, we contacted Ford, and uh, they weren't able to tell us anything over the email. Uh, I'll have a conversation with them later today over the telephone. Um, <laughs> oh, telephonic exchange. Yeah, mm, yeah. I when like they it. say to you, "Give us a call," right? Mm. There's nothing you think. Oh, there might be something do, to it. It could go either way because we asked them, you know, what are your thoughts on this? Would you like it to come? Is it going to come? Yeah. Um, and look, uh, I think I think at this point they're weighing up whether uh, the Australian market would want it. Yeah. Um, and my answer to that is absolutely. Mm. Um, we would. We would. Um, look, we're not just all about, you know, ladder frame shares of utes. I think there's definitely people out there who would want a like a car-based ute. So. And I think they're probably looking at what's happened with the 4x2 ute market yeah. in Australia, which is just, yeah. it's, it is... The cliff, the cliff was a big one, and yeah. it's oh, yeah. way over it. So yeah. um, that that's probably what they're looking at. But I think this is a very different type of vehicle. Uh, a four by two ladder frame hardcore Ute mm. is specifically made for someone who might be a plumber, yep. electrician, painter, some sort of tradie mm. that puts a ton of stuff in the literally a ton mm. of stuff in the back of it. Consistently, yes. On yes. a on a regular basis. Yeah. They might even have half a ton of yeah. toolboxes built yeah. onto the back of yeah, the thing. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, so these are the that's the the real differentiation point between what those are and what this could be. Yeah. And I yeah. think that um, we've seen there's a bit of a market around um, converting Suzuki Jimnies in oh, particular yeah. into yeah. little compact yeah. utes. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah. And we'd love to see that too. Mm. Oh, yes, please. Um, but there's definitely a market. There's definitely mm. a buyer out there who would be interested in single cab, extra cab, dual cab, any sort of version yeah, yeah. of a compact yeah. pickup. Oh, absolutely. Well, how look, look, I know it was what probably 30 or 40 years ago now, but how popular even back then was the Suzuki Mighty Boy. Yeah. 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 I mean, you could only fit like a case of beer yeah. in that tiny little tray. And that was you a stretch. Yeah. 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 The yeah. value of those is now higher than when they were brand new. Like yeah. the, the money yeah. is going. There the, was one on Shannon's. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Every, everyone wants one. And it was in terrible condition. Yeah. Well, it was, you know, it's pretty worn. <laughs> yeah. uh, look, uh, Subaru Brumby. Yeah. yeah. Another popular yep. little yep. unit. Yep. Um, I mean, I saw one of those the other day with 333,000 kilometres for $8,000. No <laughs> way. It was a wreck. You can't. Uh, wow. Yeah. That's so incredible. They're, yeah. they're becoming increasingly collectible. And I think that that's, yeah. that's where uh, that was a the particular, that particular model was such a moment because it was a wagon turned into a little pickup truck. Yeah. yeah. So good, mm. four wheel drive, mm. but still comfortable and yeah. still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't call it powerful, but it was no. good. Yeah, it was a good little thing. Yeah. Also, not powerful, Jumbuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, not safe, Jumbuck. <laughs> 
No, apparently you are you're, you're just in danger of your life just sitting it. Yeah. Not even moving. <laughs> <laughs> I made that up. Yeah. yeah. It's probably they, true. No, but that yeah, yeah. it did it did yeah. score really poorly in safety <laughs> yeah. tests. Yeah, yeah. yeah, well that's that's not a surprise. But even them, they've they've hold they've held their value pretty well. So yeah. one of those for seven grand the other day. Yeah. Mm. Like but you see, that? you see a lot of examples of these things both really well looked after, mm-hmm. and in some rural areas they've been thrashed, well used. In the yeah, mm. to to the extent at which they were originally bought, you know, they've been really used as a work truck and, yep. a, mm. and a sort of property truck on a on a big, uh, whew, not yeah. a, not in a good state. <laughs> well, <laughs> the focus based Ute is coming. It just might not be coming here. Yeah, uh, I look forward if you're if you're listening. I know I know you do. Um, Please bring it. You've been so brave with Ranger Raptor. Yeah, been so else, brave yeah. with Mustang. Be the company which is mainstream, but also a bit different. Like that's I reckon that is the key to being a Ford success in Australia Pretty, yeah. recently. Pretty um, brave with their pricing on the Ford Puma as well. But hell yeah, uh, that's another story. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> Talking of other stories, let's get on to cars in our garage. Now, Matt and Crafty, mm. you guys have shared a garage this week, yeah, amongst we other have. things. We have. Uh, and four Kitchen, cars bedroom. have been, uh, yeah, you've been sharing Sorry, accommodation. Bedroom. Yeah. Because you've been on a comparison. <laughs> yes. Uh, four off road uh, SUVs. Yeah. Talk yep. us through that. Well, so the idea was that we have. Three Ute-based SUVs mm. being the updated Toyota Fortuna, mm-hmm. the updated Mitsubishi Pajero Sport, and also the Ford Everest. Um, we have them all in top spec trim. So mm-hmm. there's a bit of a price gap between what you're paying for a top spec Mitsubishi versus a top spec Ford. It's about mm. $15,000. Yeah. Um, and then we decided, well, let's throw the Prado in as well. And we didn't go for the top spec Prado because that would be 90 grand or something. So we went instead for the GXL, which we know is the one that everyone buys because it's the best spec of Prado you can get. Yeah. If, you've, if you're watching your pennies, you don't need the KDSS smart suspension setup. You're not so focused on all the luxuries. Yeah, all the premium um, and it's, stuff. It's pretty good. But our one, Crafty, well, had a few nice bits to it. Ours did have the premium interior pack, I think is the correct name, um, and that's a couple of grand, uh, which was nice. But... You know, the GXL sells a lot and is very popular for good reason because Mm -hmm. that sort of straddles the line between being a good, real live with everyday truck, uh, Mm -hmm. sorry, wagon, and sort of having a few nice touches. Mm -hmm. uh, But um, very interesting. Uh, And I mean, on and off road. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'll let you get stuck into the on road. Well, we won't give too much away. No, no, we don't. But. No the, spoilers. I- the idea was to see what they were like when it came to value for money, safety, practicality, fuel use, fuel use all those things. I mean, it's the usual comparison formula, um, but with on-road and off-road thrown in uh, because we need to see what they're like off-road. We didn't do a towing component in this test because some of the cars weren't fitted with the towing equipment that we needed to That's do correct. that. Yep. And so, uh, obviously, that you, you'll have to wait for Crafty's expert towing reviews, and he's got plenty of those. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. Um, we've got, yeah, it was, it was a really interesting couple of days. It was. Uh, the, the on-road component, I think um, there was some, some of those four that weren't, very nice uh, and there was a couple of those four which were much more livable yeah. um, can you give us a hint which was absolutely which might no. have on the road no um, we can't I could tell you that <laughs> yeah. uh, as I put in our um, Instagram story 
Um, the the Everest is a very impressive on road offering. I love it. Very mm. impressive. Mm. Um, it's it's really soft, really smooth. comfortable, smooth. Uh, it's got amazing steering that helps it feel smaller than it is. It does. Mm. Um, very refined. It's 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 lovely to to drive. We spent mm. a lot of time in those things on and off road, and that's a thing you could you could easily just you know. Sit in the seat and yeah. for hours and hours. Yeah, hours and hours of driving. Hours and hours. Not so I much the you. Fortuna, um, which you found in your single car review of it, yes. Crafty. It's a, it's a bit yeah. of a tedious offering. Uh, it um, is. Yeah. What 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 uh, sort of uh, stuck out was being a bit of a tedious point. Uh, uh, on on road uh, and and to a degree off road, it is very harsh it's a mm. it's a bit of it's a real firm sort of setup yep. suspension setup it always feels harsh yep. you, you and you feel like you feel everything yeah that you're um that you're driving through and it's starting to feel and look a little bit old mm. and mm. you know especially in among this sort of crew it was um just and i mean it's not terrible and as a family wagon i must say um just to get just to have a little bit of a tickle of the off-road mm. portion of the uh comparison for things that are marketed as family-friendly wagons and that will perhaps spend the bulk of their time in and around cities and suburbia and whatever, they are very capable. Mm. All four of them, yeah, very yeah. capable. My goodness. Yeah. So it's like having a racehorse, but just in the backyard. Yeah. Not yeah, even but, but, but people yeah. would be, I think, very surprised at how capable they are. Yeah. Straight out of the box. Straight yeah. out of the showroom. And yeah. I mean, some of them have got pretty sort of soft sort of, uh, you know, road-friendly uh, all-terrains. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Pajero Sport had a bit more of an aggressive um, tyre on, uh, all-terrain tyre. But um, these things, I mean, we, you know, people often ask us in the YouTube comments, you know, why didn't you put uh, aftermarket gear on suspension tyres? We take these things from the from the car manufacturer mm. and we test them as you would, you know, someone who's who's laid down the, the dosh and yep. bought one. Very surprising off-road, and, and and we did some decent off-roading. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, there you go. Now I've been in, uh, and I can qualify or you know back up Ooh. those remarks as well that about the Fortuna. I've been in a Toyota Hilux SR5, mm-hmm. and look. I like that. In, I like the engine. The two point eight liter. You call a pregnant pause. <laughs> yes. Yes. No, no, that was the the fourth trimester. Yeah. Uh, I think it's expecting triplets. Yeah. 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 Look, I, I things I do like. I do. <laughs> yeah. Look. Okay. Look, I do like its two point eight liter turbo diesel. It, yep. That is a smooth engine. The transmission's quite good. Uh, I don't particularly like the ride. Mm, um, I found alone. it, especially around where I live, uh, the, the streets are like a combination of concrete and bitumen. It's like a patchwork of hell. Yeah, um, so and, they're bad already, used to, but yeah. in the ute with nothing in the back. Yeah. Uh, it was just yeah. so jolting mm, the whole yeah. time, very firm. I didn't get an opportunity to put anything in it, yeah. uh, but I did drive all the way to Newcastle to Newcastle from Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did my fuel test on the way back, 183.7 kilometres. I ended up filling up with 21.36 litres of diesel. Right, so um, that's pretty inefficient. Yeah, really? look, I uh, I posted a, a post on Instagram. I think it comes around about 11 odd uh, litres per hundred. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, which is. You know, I'm. I wasn't trying to conserve fuel. Yeah. I was just driving it normally. Just driving normally, and that's that's sort of in keeping yeah. with what we've seen on our comparison tests yep. before. Yeah. Eleven liters per hundred, where yeah, the much. where the old Hilux engine, the old three liter, which was a much less stressed mm. engine, 
and had a different transmission was typically around nine and a half yeah, to ten. Sip, yeah, sipped so, yeah, away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so interesting. Look, yeah, high high lux, high luxury. I mm. it's not really that mm. Um, mm. the cabin is just really plasticky. Yeah. Like the dashboard, which has got that leather grain in it, but it's not leather, and mm. it's got the plastic stitching in it. Yeah. It's like for sixty grand, yeah. which is what they cost. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a lot of money, mm. and it's, yep. I just think it's a bit. Cheap feeling, yeah. Um, incredibly capable, you know, but um, and you know, it fit the whole family in it, no problems at all, plenty of room. Um, you know, seats are pretty comfortable too, uh, but yeah, look, very, very firm. Um, mm. And we've we've had them in comparisons before, like you mm. big Ute comparisons, and the Hilux, while it's you know still very impressive and capable uh, off road, it's always divided people. With its yeah, how mm. actually sort of harsh it is. Like yeah. it always feels like a bit of a harsh rider. So mm. we're talking of impressive and also talking of dividing people. It's time for Musquatch. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. Now this week, Elon Musk has always been busy. He never, never leaves us with you know never stops any any loss of material. Um, like crafty, yeah, yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly. Now he's taken a bit of a swipe at Apple uh, this week, saying the latest iPhone update has uh, stuffed up his emails. Huh. Um, he was at the Satellite 2020 conference. Uh, as you know, he's he's just uh, released you know a billion satellites into orbit for his Starlink internet uh, project. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a keynote speaker at Satellite 2020 this year, which was just this week. Um, and he said that technology does not automatically improve. Now, th- those were his, his you know his his symbolic words um, and then he he, he he sort of backed that up with he said look for example I'm an iPhone user but at some point but I think some of their recent software updates have not been that great certainly feeding into that point it like broke my email system which is quite <laughs> fundamental is that a direct quote? <laughs> um, is that what he so said? he's it talking like about the, I, the iOS 13 update yeah. uh, which uh, and apparently around, around the world there's been problems with people's uh, Email. Um, it's the res- people are getting emails, and it's saying from no sender. So yeah. of course, it's causing a bit of a problem. Um, Elon, very powerful man, decided to bring that up at his keynote speech as an example of how you know advances in technology doesn't always improve things. Crafty, you've got a, a phone, don't you? You've got a Huawei. <laughs> a, 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 sorry, what? How do you pronounce Hawaii, it? Uh, I say Hawaii. Hawaii. Um, <laughs> With Android Auto. No, it's a Huawei, yeah. I believe. Huawei. Any um, problems Huawei. With Huawei. 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 Whatever Any saying. problems with emails on that? Let us know uh, if we're pronouncing that wrong. Is it Hawaii? I think or it's Hawaii. Huawei. Oh, it's Huawei. 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 Is Huawei. It? I thought it was. I that. like the way he said it, yeah. <laughs> Huawei. Um, anyway, it's a phone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's. Uh, and they're listening to everything he supposedly, says. Supposedly, uh, yeah, Chinese made. Um, I was a regular iPhone user for many years. Mm. I can't really recall why we why we changed. Mm. I think it might have been a cash reason, <laughs> and also a bit of an experimental thing. Like yeah, have a look, yeah, you know, yeah. see if it's any good. Um, uh, it's been interesting. Mm. Uh, I often get feedback from China uh, Chinese spy <laughs> satellites coming through, and. <laughs> 
my mandarin's no good. So uh, no, it's 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 perfectly serviceable and and you know yeah. As a, as so a, the, as is a the suggestion maybe Elon should consider switching over? to I That's what maybe. I reckon. I think, he's in he's in pretty tight with the Chinese yeah. uh, well, government and economy right now. Well, give me a call right and now. I can I can give him a one on one you know lesson on mm. how to you know navigate your way through the musky talks to crafty. Yeah, yeah. 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 Or should there be a Tesla phone? Mm. Would you if you are you listening now or you're watching oh, now? Would you buy a Tesla phone? They mm. would. They would sell billions of those, I wouldn't they? they? Would, yeah. Oh my god! And it would come it, in the color of your car. You could match it with that, and when you plug it in, it knows everything. The whole car. And Elon, give me a call. Yeah, we, we have a massive battery in it. It'd be yeah. really heavy to lift. And <laughs> yeah. The build quality would be shocking, yeah. but the technology would be unreal. It'd be fast. Unreal. <laughs> unreal. <laughs> Talking of technology, he's been very active. Mr. Musk on Twitter, as usual. Um, on Tuesday, he, he oh, he loves a tweet. He posted a poll, poll uh, post, mm-hmm. and the question was: Tesla should have a mega rave cave under the Berlin Gigafactory. A mega and rave. of the recipients who got that, ninety point two percent said yes, and nine point eight percent said no. There should not be a mega rave cave under the Berlin Mega Gigafactory. Can I just wave the old codger flag for a second <laughs> and ask you what all of those? <laughs> A mega rave cage. What's a mega rave? You and I go back. You and I have been to a few mega rave caves. Glow sticks and the yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and the sequin shorts, which I'm, which I've got on now. Yeah, well, they are. Whoa, jeez, it's quite the look. And then he, but is it is that just what he's talking about? Yeah, he's talking about that. He's he's the ultimate dad joke. Discotech. Oh yes. Well, this is what he says. Yeah, exactly. He's followed that up with another tweet saying, "With an epic sound system and woofers the size of a car." Wow. Oh my god. He's the ultimate dad joke. Mm. Yeah. Isn't he? What a, I I just like to see more of him dancing after that event. <laughs> that's it, that sums that was, it all up, doesn't that, it? If the, that if that is what happens at a mega rave cave, I think maybe he should have tweeted that yeah. video yeah. with to that poll. With that mayor. Can, Can we, we get him see dancing more behind this? us now? Yeah. yeah. Hey there everyone, he do you want yep. to see more of this? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no one it's does. As a matter of fact, taking no. the jacket off. To, right, and My eyes are burning. So that would be that is. Gigafactory number four. Okay. Gigafactory number one is in yeah. Nevada. Number yep. two is in Buffalo, and number three is in Shanghai. Yep. Can I just um, can I just throw to our uh, listeners slash viewers mm. if anyone has uh, laid down a was it a hundred and fifty dollar deposit for a cyber truck because yep. I was oh so close. Oh, Were you really? My fingers hovered over that button a couple of Seriously? times. Seriously, just just for the hell of it. Just, just for the, the hell gigs. of it. With the yeah, that's right. Really, the 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 trimotor one though was it the trimotor yeah, was that yeah. the correct term? Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, if anyone gets in touch with us and, and just lets us know whether they've been updated on yeah, we'd love to know. Or, yeah, yeah, because I think that's a pretty cool concept. Like uh, you know, really pretty brave to get into it. Yeah. Wow, I did not expect that out of a traditionalist <laughs> like you, Crafty. Yeah. Um, that that gigafactory in Berlin actually uh, has not been built yet. Um, oh, ironically, yeah. they've been having trouble with environmental activists. Oh, yeah. um, they, you know, it, it's, I know you, you would not could not read about this. You can. Um, they, they're arguing that it's uh, it's in a forest and it's the home of you know yeah. protected species. And Some Elon koalas. has promised to rehome every single lizard oh, really? and ant and, yeah. and and whatnot. But in another country. In another country, or in actually on the plant yeah. working. Little helmet on the ant. How, ants how, are good how, workers. How can he promise to do that? How can you promise to can promise make sure that all the ants are safe? Yeah. I'd like to know. This is Elon. He could, you know. If there's anyone out there, who, is it etymology that does insects? Yes. 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 If you, you do correct, etymology, yeah. can you save the ants? 
Let maybe, us know. Maybe his dance is a bit, you know, like a, a Pied Piper for animals type Ooh. arrangement mm. where he does a little jig and all the ants come Well, his cars definitely are a Pied Piper thing. Um, on Wednesday, he tweeted that he is scouting locations for a Cybertruck Gigafactory. And he's, he's said, will be Central USA. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he followed it up with Good Model on. Y production for East Coast 2. So um, now... He, there are reports that he's talking to the governments in Nashville. Now, mm-hmm. in Tennessee, you've got uh, the Pathfinder is built there, Nissan's mm-hmm. plant, and also Acadia. Uh, General Motors have got a plant there. Um, so what we reckon he's doing, because when he went to Nevada, he got he got a $1.2 billion incentive mm-hmm. plan right. by, the, by the government yeah. there. Right. So what he's probably doing is fishing for who's going to offer me a bit of an incentive uh, here. Um, so it could be, could be Tennessee, could be Texas. That's another yeah. place that's on the books as well. Yeah, but, right. Either way, um, yeah, he's going to be building more factories there. Uh, and on Thursday, he tweeted an image which had Occupy Mars written on it, but a picture of the moon, not Mars. Mm. Now, in true Elon fashion, though, he was trolling himself and his yeah. own fans because he did this he did um, in June last year, yeah. and everybody jumped on it. Mm. But in June, it was a legitimate mistake. Oh. He thought that this picture was like one of those blood moons. It was kind yeah. of a red moon. Yeah. He thought it was Mars, and he's made this thing and oh, got it wrong. Okay. They all jumped on him. So oh. he's tweeted it again just because oh. he's Elon. Yeah. Because um, he'll get X million retweets. Of course, yeah. Mm. yeah. But one thing he is concerned about, though, is he's concerned that he's going to die before SpaceX make it to Mars. Okay. So, oh, wow. Um, if you remember, his plan was that he was going to build uh, a rocket cord Starship. It looks like this giant stainless steel or alfoil one you'd make out of like a mm. inside of a glad wrap yeah, sort of yeah. tube. With a cardboard um, tube or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looks ridiculous. Like, mm. it doesn't look like a mm. real rocket ship, right? Well, actually, it does look like a sci-fi one. Mm. Um, so you want to be cargo mission by 2022, sorry, 2022, and then sending people to Mars by 2024, and then he wants to send a million people to Mars by 2050. Now, there have been some setbacks in mm. the testing of the yes. Starship end of, of, of the rocket. Mm. Um, one blew up just last week. Yeah. Right. Um, Which is a bit of a setback, yeah. It was. I watched a video of it, mm. and it is honestly like, um, it was like a... You know, a firecracker falls over and everyone runs for cover. It was a bit like it was a bit like it falls out and everyone went, and it was incredible. Watch it if you've got time. It looked time. to me like a, a really poorly shot bit of what was that show with the puppets? You know, like the Thunderbirds. Thunderbirds. Yes, it looked Thunderbirds. a bit Thunderbirds to me. Like, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, he's concerned. Uh, he says, and this is a quote: "If we don't improve our pace of progress, I'm definitely going to be dead before we get to Mars." Yeah. Is he? Um, is he then admitting that he doesn't have a cure to death? <laughs> what a revelation! I don't think he sounds like ever suggested he did like though. Did he? Yeah. No, but he's working. At, well, he's worried about. He's the working AIs, on everything so else. So yeah, he's yeah. working on that brain stuff. So yeah. maybe his brain might live on in a robot. He'll yeah. be Android Musk. Oh God. <laughs> He's Can all... you imagine? <laughs> oh, that'd be even scarier. AI forever. Musk would still be tweeting stuff out. He wouldn't even have to type it. He'd just think it. And it's... <laughs> I, I think it's it. pretty much what he does Long anyway. Picture. I think yeah. he just yeah. thinks it and it comes straight out before <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. doing anything else. Yeah. Either way, he made these comments again at that Satellite 22 conference, 20, Satellite 2020 yeah. conference. Oh, good on um, And he says that it's already taken us 18 years just to get ready to do the first people in orbit. We've got to improve our rate of innovation or based on past trends, I'm definitely going to be dead before Mars. 
Well, Whoa. we've said before, you know, some people think we're having a go at him. We're not. We're celebrating him because, you know, without this bloke, well, he's really shaken everything up, hasn't he? Like he's... Uh, Absolutely he's, has. Um, Whether you like him or not, he does yeah. divide people. He polarises people. But I think he's sort of dragging his kicking and screaming into the future and whether we like it or not. He's becoming more and more like a real person mm. after what's happened on the stock market. Right? Well, that's oh, yeah. it. And that is where we're going now. So on Monday, uh, the Wall Street Wall Street uh, experienced a crash unlike anything since 2008. Mm. So on March 9 in 2008, um, the beginning of the GFC, um, there was a crash. Um March 9, spooky, and it's Freaky Friday 13th mm. today, right? <gasps> On March 9 this week, the three indexes experienced their greatest percentage loss, you know, since that mm. day in 2008. Wow. Absolutely, you know, it's, it's huge, it's huge. Um, so by the end of Monday, um, Jeff Bezos, you know, one of the world's biggest billionaires, lost $5.6 billion. Mark Zuckerberg, who owns Facebook, lost $4 billion. <laughs> So share prices took a massive nosedive yeah. too. GM fell to $23.18 per share. Ford was trading at $5.45 at the $5. end of the day. Fiat Chrysler fell to $8.60. Tesla dropped too. They were at $749 and they fell to $560, which is also a big, I mean, it's yeah. still very expensive shares. Oh, yeah. but That's a kick. That's mm. a big, big, that is. big drop. Now, this is to do with... There's a, there's, so, we've got coronavirus, which is making people panic. We don't have um, it. We don't have it. Yeah. I don't think I do. <laughs> if, you, if I do, you do. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but there's also an a, a oil war, yeah. price war yes. on as well, yeah. which is causing yeah. causing nervousness too. Yeah. yeah. So, but that watch coron- this space. The coronavirus is having a massive global effect mm. and the markets are feeling it hard because I think it's just going to get worse and yeah, I think um, so. yeah. who knows it could be time to buy some Tesla shares in a couple of months when they're at $2.50 absolutely for yeah. $300 well, you, well, you're, well even now <laughs> we'll go even now you're saving one. $200 a share yeah, yeah. 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 so I'm, I could almost afford one yeah, yeah. Um, that's right yeah so okay. interesting times. Yes. With that, we have reached the finish line. Thank you, Crafty. No, thank you. And thank you, Matt. Thanks. And thanks Woo. to our mixing desk dynamo, Mr. Pritchard, for getting all our voices and vision to you so effectively. Today, he's dressed in a horse suit, but just the, the back end. So it looks like a <laughs> looks like a centaur. It's, it's amazing. It's very fetching. Ooh, I like that. It. I like it a lot. Look at the tail. Um, <laughs> please, please pass on the word about the podcast and let us know your thoughts by searching for Cars Guide on Facebook and Instagram using the hashtag CG Podcast or email us at comments at carsguide.com.au. Oh, yeah. Get those comments coming. Do it. If you're an iTunes listener, please rate and review us. We're still at five stars. I think still? Thank, is that good? Thank is you, that out of ten? Yep. That's not no? that's not a hint to give us a four. No, don't. No, 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 it's no, not no, a race please. to the bottom. Yeah. Keep it at five. Yeah. We love five. Thank, thank you. And remember, you can watch us on YouTube. If all goes to plan, James Cleary will be back from his secret mission and in the hosting seat next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye. See ya.